Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Praise Morning Bible Study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for your insight and your wisdom, Lord, and we just thank you that you give it to us freely, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the gifts that are working and flowing through us, Lord, that only you can provide, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he is guiding us in all situations and that he knows the answer to everything, Lord, and that we don't have to rely on our own minds to try to get us through a situation, Lord, but that way we can rely on you, Lord, because you know everything. And Lord, we also just thank you for being our strength and our defense, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue to study the Word. Uh, in this morning's episode, we are still in Acts chapter 10, and we are going over verses 1 through 23. So if you're just joining us, um, and you haven't listened to the, the first episode from this chapter and this section of this chapter, I'd ask that you pause the, the episode now and get a Bible, read it, and that way you can follow along with us in the discussion. Amen? Amen. So, now, as is our normal custom, we are going to open the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? I want to I segue to Charles, because I know he wasn't finished from our last one, but I um, want to get some clarity when you're talking about, um, you, were, you were talking about not being in alignment, basically, that somebody's giving a message and somebody else is yes. carrying it, and, and they now become a, a steward of that message as if it was their own, but they don't agree with it, right? Yes. And so, that what that what that can bring about. And so I just wanted to hopefully clarify if somebody didn't hear that right. And so, you know, obviously uh, we have an example of our Lord and Savior, you know, uh, as he's going to the cross, Lord, you know, if there's any way, right? Yes. But if not, I submit, right? So there, there are times where we not, we may not be in alignment with what the Lord is asking us to do. And he may be calling us to do it anyway. And that's what faith and obedience is about. It doesn't yes. mean that we can't be open and transparent before the Lord if we're not in agreement. We have to be careful we don't cross into doubt of who he is, though, when we do that. That's when we are um, might find some some chastisement, as it were, at least mm-hmm. in the way that the Lord would, would deal with us in that. So just mm-hmm. yes. if, if you're feeling like you're not in line with the Lord in something he's doing, to ask him to help you bring, it, bring you into alignment with that. He will. Mm-hmm. It's not a condition that there's something wrong with you because you're not. Amen. Yes. And, you know, the Lord, he, his thoughts are way bigger and wonderful, Amen. wondrous and all-encompassing, way more than ours are. And there's no way in our humanity we can capture him and say, aha, I've got you. You know, I, I know everything there is to know about you. I've understood your ways, God, to the ex- expanse of now I get to dictate to you, Lord. So his, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And it's important that we understand that our God loves us. He knows our limitations. He knows that our flesh is but a vapor. He knows mm-hmm. the, the 
the length and the depth and the breadth of us. He knows our thoughts are far off. Um, the Psalm tells us. So understanding that he doesn't mind if you have questions, he doesn't, he's not, um, devoid of understanding or compassion or mercy towards us to say, I know you learned something and you think, you know, but I need to teach you beyond what you think, you know, so that you can walk with me. And at that, that point we have a choice. Either we'll say, yes, God, help my unbelief, right? As the, the father yes. said to Jesus as he was waiting for his child to be rescued in that event and the Lord to bring salvation. Um, he said, help my unbelief. He didn't say, well, no, I can't see it. So, well, uh, you know, he chose to keep going with God beyond his own understanding. And that's all the Lord wants from us. When he knew that Peter had a willing heart, which is why he kept prompting him. This is what I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you. So when the opportunity comes, you won't resist. It's me. It's me knocking at the door. I set this up and I'm telling you now so you can recognize and go with me. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to think. The Lord is the one who wrote the law and the Lord is the one who created Peter. He's the one who created you and me. He knows how our minds function. He knows how we think. And, you know, we talked about what was said to Cornelius and how that was conveyed to him was different than how it was conveyed to Peter because God knew the limitations that Peter had in his flesh and already provided a solution to overcoming that. So God is not condemning us. What separates us from him is our unwillingness. When we are unwilling to yield to the Lord, when we're unwilling to hear him and acknowledge that his ways are higher than ours, we're told not to lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. So as you're, you're listening, you don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. You won't know everything. And God will surprise you. Exactly. Peter didn't have it all together. Exactly. Being As the were, first message, you right, know, preacher, he, if you exactly. will, of and the he, new covenant. He literally walked with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the mm-hmm. Christ. But if we go back, just briefly look at chapter 9 and verse 32, well, 31 and 32. It talks about the church um, throughout all Judea, Galilee, Samaria, Enjoyed peace being built up and glorying on in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit and continued to increase. And then in 32 it says, Now as Peter was traveling through all those regions. That's a lot of travel. But you brought up another great point, honey, about the Lord coordinating everything and having a much bigger perspective. Peter was traveling through, well, these three regions. They are areas. It's vast. Mm-hmm. It's not like just one town to the next. But then he goes to Lida, or Luda, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then from Luda, he, uh, people come and get him, and then he travels to, to Joppa. Mm-hmm. And now you, the Lord is sending the, the centurion, Cornelius, to Joppa to go get Peter. In a day where there, there's no internet, no cell phones, <laughs> right? Like so, all the the no things newspaper. that, right? Exactly the the things that we quote unquote would I'll say take for granted, you know, mm-hmm. um, that we have just I'll say quick easy access. So, you know, find my friend on my <laughs> on my Facebook cell phone, right? You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Peter's over here today. So hey, let's let's quick. He's got GPS on. So. <laughs> right, jump on the horse and just just get there so we can go meet with him because the Lord's sending me there, right? That's not how it works. There's no internet. He could just look up, oh, yeah, here's Peter's travel schedule, and it's, these are the events that he's going to be at. Oh, well, uh, in two days from now, he's going to speak at this location, so that's where I need to go mm-hmm. and travel to. Or, 
you know, just pick up the phone and call them. Hey, um, come over to my house. Or right. all these things were not available. So the Lord, the Lord has a GPS. He knows where every one of them are. Right? That's, Isn't that beautiful? And every one of us are exactly as beautiful. Right? Um, he knows you, where you are, what you're doing, the whole gamut. Why? Because he's already planned it out from the beginning. Amen. He knows. So just that whole coordination piece that you were talking about, the bigger the bigger perspective. But then also further, I'll say evidence or proof that he knows each of us individually. What does he say to to Peter in verse uh, in Acts chapter 10, verse 20? Mm-hmm. He tells him, uh, well, it starts in verse 19. He says, behold, three men are looking for you. Now he tells him, but get up, go downstairs, and accompany them without misgivings, mm-hmm. for I have sent them myself. Like, here's the warning. Like, there's there's a warning, there's encouragement, but there's also some admonishment. Like, hey, I understand this is maybe what you're thinking or feeling or whatever the case is, but I've sent them. They came from me. Mm-hmm. I've sent them to you so you can minister. So even just having that as a foundation, and, and we all have that. And taking and, the next step with the Lord. Exactly. That the Lord already witnessed that he commissioned this. It's his plan. It's his work. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So just understanding those things, which just backs up what you were saying, but helps us, you know, that are studying this out to, to understand, hey, this is just how our Lord works and operates. And he's the same God today. I think that's what you're Amen. also getting at. He's the same Absolutely. God today. Um, I want to come back to that in just one second. But the Charles, you said something that almost almost went over my head, but the Holy Spirit just brought it back to me. Ezekiel, right? When the Lord yes. told him to do something and, and demonstration, a prophetic demonstration of what was happening in the spiritual realm um, concerning Israel. And he was like, Lord, I've never, ah, you know, he <laughs> never defiled he myself him. in that way. Right. <laughs> I've never, you know, the Lord told him to cook something with human dung. Right? Yes. That's the part you're referencing. And he said, Lord, please, I've never defiled myself. Right? Peter, having knowledge of that scripture, probably brought that same kind of word. This is the same context, bringing it to the Lord, thinking, well, Ezekiel said this, and then you did that, Lord. You altered your, you know, you gave him grace in this and made it more palatable. So he thought, I'm bringing the word to you, Lord. Ezekiel said this, ha, hallelujah. And the Lord was like, slapped it out of his hand. That's not the right application for that word. No, this is what I mean. What I have, what I have cleansed, you must not call common. You don't have the right to call it common. You're not able to do that. Now go do what I asked you to do and he yes. he did all of this in his fatherly love his sovereignty is as sovereignty is god and his great compassion but i can see how he thought i have the word here i have an example in scripture ezekiel said this when god asked him to do something that looked like it was contrary to the law right and yes. god gave him mercy and grace in that so peter's like i got the word here you go and the lord was like mm, nope this is what is applicable here and we've talked about Um, how Jesus, when he was tempted by the adversary, did not rely on his own ability or his own recount of what was said in scripture previously. Even though he knew it, he relied on the Holy Spirit to give him the right scripture that was applicable in that moment so that he did not violate the will and the word of God. So that's important to us. And that's another confirmation. And, you know, we see the Holy Spirit working in the word of knowledge here the spiritual gifts, word of knowledge and the word of wisdom to Cornelius and uh, knowledge to Cornelius. Word of knowledge was for Cornelius and the word of wisdom coming to Peter, knowledge and wisdom of here's what they just saw and here's what you're going to do. 
But back to what you were saying, darling, about the Lord knows where you are. Mm -hmm. You know, we have that personal testimony in our relationship. I remember God talking to me about my husband, John, and me going, Lord, everybody's name is John. (laughs) And how that one John, really? Really? Mm -hmm. That one John. Okay, how are we going to work this out? But the Lord knew exactly which John he was talking about. He knew exactly where John was located, what time he would be in that, that area or the zone. He knew how to bring us together. He knew how to do all of that. And in my mind, that was something impossible. Mm-hmm. It was actually mockable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like I was indignant. My, I got my purse of righteous indignation out. <laughs> my personal gift. Self-righteous indignation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to share that with the Lord. But he knew. And he was able to do something that was beyond my natural abilities. Didn't you got something? Well, yeah, and I'm, 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 I still want to hear what little Charles because I know he had a, a big thought there. Mm-hmm. The um, as we're, as we're trying to um, capitalize or conceptualize or um, process all that the Lord can show us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything is multidimensional, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've shared this. I don't think I've shared this on the podcast. I've shared it a couple of times recently. The Lord keeps bringing it up. And that is, um, you know, a diamond has many facets on it. Mm-hmm. And um, all those facets are needed. But at any particular time, as we're looking at the diamond, we may only see one facet reflecting light, mm-hmm. right? But if the other facets weren't there, it wouldn't have that that light reflection that it does, right? Mm-hmm. So, um Everything that the Lord shows us is complex and deep and continuing to unfold and has unending facets to it. Mm-hmm. The other one is in that conversation I wanted to bring, and as I'm trying to tee that up, is that Jesus also condemned the Pharisees for their ritual practices of washing the cups and the bowls and reminding them that it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's mm-hmm. what comes out of him. So Peter had mm-hmm. that to build off of also, mm-hmm. which I think added to his comfort. Well, you know, I'm sure... You know, the Holy Spirit brought a lot of things to remembrance mm-hmm. with them. Right? As they he does with all with of Jesus. us. Yeah. So that, there's also that component to bring in there as mm-hmm. well. Amen. 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 All right, Charles, Continue, sir. Okay. Also, um, with the scripture that supports that they had understanding of what Cornelius saw and they were agreeing with it, was verse 8 where it says, So when he explained all these things to them, he sent them away to Joppa. They did not go there without understanding, saying, well, our master just sent for you, but they understood the exact purpose of why um, Cornelius sent them to Joppa. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing I found interesting was, as the Lord was doing this, whenever I read this, I try to imagine all the animals that are inside of it, and I asked the Lord what he meant by creeping things, and how the Lord was explained to me all the things that we think and see and i was saying oh man lord they're missing out so much they don't get to eat pork or bacon <laughs> no chicken <laughs> i was saying and then also with that i was saying lord why weren't they able to eat this at one time but now it became lawful and he was saying was that um if you look back inside of the children Look back in Exodus with the children of Israel. He reminded me of the one meat they wanted to eat and was quail, a bird. Mm-hmm. That's the meat they wanted. Actually, that's not the one they wanted. They just wanted to eat meat straight up and say, mm-hmm. Lord, just give us some meat. We're done with vegetables. Oh, there mm-hmm. was manna instead of manna. Right, right. Yes, and how they got tired of that and were saying, Lord, why are we doing this? 
and also Lord show me it was all it was all the things they were allowed to eat were things they already had because if you look back most when the Lord said um I'm going to give them meat and it was Moses Lord we get slaughter all the herds to feed them it was never a question we don't have herds because we're slaves it was why are we going to do this and then also with this the Lord was also reminding me of here was that there's also with the message there's a correct application of what he means by it. And he reminded me of Paul when he said, why are you different with the Gentiles than you are here? Why are your manners two different ways? Mm-hmm. And how he had to, I'd say, correct him. It wasn't unloving or beating him outside the head, but it was a simple asking of the question. And a final thing the Lord was showing me here was that with it, this did not mean that Peter was able to cast off restraint and do whatever he wanted to do. Because up until now, he had lived in the confinement of, I can only eat certain types of meat. And the Lord showed me that this was not a opportunity for Peter to go do what he wants to eat. And he reminded me of Paul when he said, I can eat all things. But the Lord showed me that there's still restraint that comes from what the Lord tells you. He was saying, mm-hmm. the Lord didn't say, go eat someone else. No, that's not lawful. That's actually an abomination to be a cannibal. So that's what the Lord showed me. Mm-hmm. how to govern yourself within the freedom that Christ gives you to honor God and respect him, but also not to be um, bound by religious traditions. There's, there is a balance in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Amen. You've been, you've been ministering to my heart today, yes. young man. You know, when you brought up manna and how they were tired of eating the manna and wanted to have quail or they wanted to have meat instead. And, Basically, what manna represented was God's way. They were tired of living from the provision the way God wanted to have it done. They were tired of things being, um, it seemed to them, as restrictive and regimented, and they just wanted to go and do what they wanted to do, but that actually brought about destruction for them. And, you know, that just ministers to me because sometimes it feels like um, we're so different. We're very different than the world around us. And we should be. We should be different. Absolutely. And, it, and you know, it can look from the surface that the world is just living however and there's no accountability. But yet I'm here and I'm doing what you want me to do, God. And it seems like there's more restriction on top of it. And the temptation would be to go, well, cast off the restraint that Christ provides, which is self-control right? Which is walking in love with him. If you love him, you keep his commandments. And it's not burdensome to go and pursue another way. And it it seems so tempting. But then when you look at it, the end result, when you sow to the flesh, you always reap corruption. When you sow to, um, or you give place to sin, you always bring forth it, or sin is always going to bring forth death. And by choosing or refusing to continue in the covenant that you have with the Lord and appreciate the blessing that he has for you and look for ways to enjoy his blessing, you open the door for the adversary to bring destruction to your life. And it just encouraged me and, and gave me a new articulation for why I am, why I am the way I am, why I am who I am and what it means to me to walk with Christ and appreciate his way of doing things and being. It's good that I'm different. Go ahead. Um, and mommy, as you were talking, the Lord immediately reminded me of how he was saying, if you sow the flesh, you will reap corruption. Mm-hmm. And the quail was just a matter of fact of that. When you're referencing how manna came from God, they start to eat flesh. They wanted the fruits of the flesh. Mm. It was both how they looked at it. They were saying, we're done with what you want, Lord. We're going to do in our own strength and might. We're going to just 
do this, and that's why they want to eat the meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what I what I'm hearing and sensing is going back to to Dean's initial point at the beginning of this episode was he was discussing being a steward of the message, and in being yeah. a steward of the message, we are required to carry out the Lord's way, mm-hmm. yes. not our own way, right? And in, and in that, it should be pursuing <laughs> the Lord, his provision, his guidance. I'll say eating from him, his body, the spiritual food Amen. that he is providing us. Amen. So just want to make that, state that plainly at the end, just to bring it, I'll say Amen. full circle, complete. Put a bow on it. That's it. <laughs> well stated, sir. And uh, so that way we can all uh, have the opportunity to choose, to, to decide. Which way we will go? Will we mm-hmm. serve the Lord or will we serve our flesh, ultim- mm-hmm. which is ultimately serving the devil, mm-hmm. the adversary? Amen. So that's a lot for today. So we're going we're gonna to pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for your way, and we thank you for the life that you impart to each and every one of us, Lord, when we come to you, Lord. We thank you for the good plans and the good things you have in store for us, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord, that it doesn't fail in anything that you sent it to do, Lord, any task that you've assigned to it, Lord, that it accomplishes it all and in full, Lord, and brings Mm -hmm. blessing and restoration and peace to those who need it lord and we just thank you for who you are and the blood of your son that covers us lord and keeps us god in jesus name amen Amen. in jesus mighty name amen amen well we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day we hope you've enjoyed listening to a day of prayers morning bible study this year pastor john and i are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe god with us and join in the work of the ministry God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord is placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.